Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi everybody, hi. Uh, this is the Flats and Shanks podcast, Six Nations, unofficial Six Nations special. I'm Flats, he's Shanks. How are you, fella? Leave us a review, will you? Please. Oh God. Thank you. Just got the admin. Had to get that over and done with. That's oh, the only God. admin we've got, by the way. It's like when Durders and I released that book, it was like, can you promote it, please? Like, sorry, I can't. Has well, I did. I, had, I did what I had to do, but I'm sorry. Has it been pulped yet? Mate, it's sold loads. Oh. I knew so, that. Just joking. Someone's asked us. Someone's asked me to do a second book. I was just on my life in sport because uh, it just. I was going to call it yours in sport. Very nice way to end an email. That. Yep. I've always yours thought that. Sport. Yours in sport. I'm and leave I, your name. I've made it up a little bit. No one's asked me to do one, but they could. I could do another one if I wanted to. Yeah. I could just do one book that goes all right, which I'm not sure if it did or not really. But then do a Haskell didn't do eleven more. Um, I'd write one and I'd have a little bit on the on the bottom of the book of the cover saying forwarded by David Flatman yeah mm. or Duncan Goodhue not sure mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. do, you know, um, do you know this pod is going to be interactive because in the gym this morning yeah I've been I well was a little bit bored on the bike so I put a a tweet out there from the Flats and Shanks Twitter account to say any questions for today's pod and did you like we, the old days yeah we're gonna get as through as many as we can oh which God. should be quite easy because there's five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! there's not there's more than that of course there are hmm. um look we got difficult on this because as soon as we do a pod where we launch straight into rugby chat I get texts from friends saying mate Worst pod you've ever done. Uh, can you stop doing that, please? And I'll go to a game and say, "Well, you do it straight into the rugby chat this week." It's not. It's not what we. It's not what we download it, mate. Well, we've got, got to talk before. about rugby because it's the middle of Six Nations. Yeah. Fools. Yeah. No, exactly, fella. No, no, exactly, fella. Mm. Um, I went to the gym this morning, but let's talk about your session first. I reckon you were in by six thirty latest. No, I was in by half seven. 
Yep, half seven. I had a steam in the steam room because that's often a lot easier than doing cardio. And you still pre pre workout. No, I was going to say right. I got a mate who shaves pre workout. Might have told you this before, Chris Sadler. Yeah, don't know why. It's the most bizarre thing ever. He he has proper shave, not just like a a little electrical shaver. He has a wet shave and then goes up and does pilates or whatever he does upstairs i don't know i've never been up there and then um and it comes down changes and heads off to work my question to him is this who are you trying to impress boy mm, don't know is he trying to impress up there doesn't need to but, so i've yeah. got a mate who takes all his clothes off to have a poo <laughs> <laughs> takes all his clothes off and showers after if he's in public and he's absolutely has to do one in public, he will. But if he can possibly avoid it and do it naked at home and he gets straight into the shower, he's like, oh, I can't go downstairs after I've done a poo without him in the shower. Well, in the middle of the night when you get up for a wee, um, do you stand up or do you sit down? I don't get up for wees in the middle of the night, ever. Okay. What? I sit down, I sit down ever? for every wee I do at home. <laughs> okay, that's what, okay, right. There we are. But all my toilet seats are knackered, all of them. You know you, know you can get um, quick-release toilet seats now. So... This is genuine. I've got a toilet in my house with quick, re- quick release thingies. When they break, you just clip them off and clip a new one on. And I've just got, I just buy spare toilet seats because I break them. Mm. Something about the way I move around on that thing. Yeah. Do you, I can imagine your legs coming off the ground as well. So the whole toilet is supported. <laughs> like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> your hands against the like walls. Hairy. Like Harry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, fingernail marks in the paint. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I'm a, do you know what? It's like, I actually look at it as being good for my knees. Quads and hamstrings. Yeah. Mm. Hence, I've got hammies for days, mate. You know, and that is, that has to be the reason. Do you have to have it at a certain height? Because, you know, if you get below 90, you can't get up, sort of thing. Or... No, I'm master grass, mate. Okay. I could. I quite like the hole in the floor toilets that you still sometimes get in Europe because they allow me to remind myself that even though I can, I've got a hoodie on at the moment, and I came out of the gym early with a sweaty head and it was cold. Tried to put my hood up. I can barely put a hood up on my hoodie. My shoulders and elbows are so ruined. I can barely put a hood up. I have to grab it at the front where the laces come out and like chase my fingers around the outside because I can't grab a hoodie at the back of the hood. The only thing about those toilets in the bottom of the floor of the ground is novelty right so a bit of fun now and again but when you're drunk or when you're tired they're not good boy they're not no. good because you can you can lose no. your balance quite easily and you just you're swimming in piss then aren't yeah you? you're going backwards it's it's how i it's how i imagine birth to be like that you know yeah just I, don't, I can't imagine myself falling into the hole. I think I'd fit through it. But my point is, I can't. My upper body's rigid, but I, I can sit over that thing, and I, I'd go. I can go so low that actually my ass would actually touch the floor if it wasn't and get wet if I wasn't careful. Yeah, I've seen you do it in nightclubs. The old drop, slut drop. I didn't want to say that word. Uh, you've obviously said it because you don't care because you've got a potty mouth. I mentioned um, the the phrase love bite the other day in front of my kids as a joke and my 11 year old said what a slag tag again you're using bad language I said where did you get that from and she said you (laughs) 
Me? I don't, I don't, no, me. Oh. I don't think she did. I've never heard that before. I don't think she did. Oh. Um, anyway, she's still locked in the basement now. <laughs> she's missed school, but... Um, yeah, anyway, I'm a sit-downer boy. Also, I think... I mean, someone can tweet us about this. Um, I think that I was told a long time ago that sitting down to do your wee-wees is better because it actually is better for your bladder and it actually empties your bladder better so you do you go less often if you sit down mm, it's just not as much fun is it because you can't no you can't you no, can't aim a bit. yeah you can't yeah. write your name yeah if a toilet needs a clean you can't clean it with it can you no you can clean it for standing up <laughs> <laughs> provide a service it also doesn't help for you having you know three girls in the house that's the reason it all started. Or four girls. Actually, yeah, just mm. it's just yeah. I'm like I'm the alpha male surrounded by lionesses. But it, it that's why it all started. It was like actually, do you know what? I'm sick of the aggro of I can imagine the when they get a bit older, you know, probably two or three years now, um, they're gonna have had enough of you um, dumping in the house and the noises, the smell, and you're gonna have to build a little shed at the bottom of your garden. Oh. Go up there. And you've got all your nuts, magazines, loaded, <laughs> FHM. FHM. <laughs> and you just sit there reading them. I would, well, do you know what? I've I've said this, not to you maybe, but I've said it many times that I had a mate contact me uh, last year and say, oh, I'm doing this, doing some stuff with this um, company that makes these garden pods like for like an outdoor office kind of thing mm. a little one person office it looks really cool it's like clad in cool wood and you put it in your garden and guess what it's only 12 grand or something you're like right i'm all right thanks i've just, oh, I'll just sit in a chair in my house yeah but then i'll make my own i did i did say do they do outside bogs will they build me a privy yeah because i would i don't even need heating in it mate i'm not worried about that um but i it would be bog bog roll Car mags, yeah, and I'd have one of those fur like fur covers like you have on a steering wheel. I'd have one of those on my toilet seat, mm. and I'd be in there for an hour at a time. You also need like a little knife in there so you can sort of scratch your name in, or <laughs> like short or a phrase, <laughs> yeah, um, a lock on the door. I just yeah, that I would. I do actually know someone with a privy. You, uh, I, I would do that. You, um, I said to Shell. Uh, my wife, last night we were watching season three of Happy Valley and oh. I said to her, that teacher reminds me of flats. <laughs> all the flash stuff, <laughs> loves loves controlling, loves locking everything. <laughs> One thing I do not do is put a lock on the fridge, fella. That is not, that's not how it works. Um, what do you mean all the flash stuff? Flash, don't you? give me that. You're a bit don't flash. give me that. A little bit flash. I'm not flash. You've got electric I'm bike. Not. You've got electric lawnmower. You've got robot lawnmowers. Is that flash? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it is. I think maybe it's not in Bath. I've got a little. Okay, maybe not in Bath. It's not flash. I've got a fold up. I've got a fold up electric Brompton. That is. I use that when I'm at home. I use that basically every day, unless it's hosing with rain. I've used it this morning twice. Mm. I use it every day. Like, that isn't flash, mate. A Brompton, that's not for. If I had like a, if I had a, you know, an eight grand road bike, hybrid road bike, or whatever, carbon bike with electric gears on, then yeah, sure. But I've got a fold, I've got a Brompton fella. Come on. Um, what was I going to say then? You, you phased me slightly. Um, where were we going? I'll tell you what, while you think, on the flash front, 
Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. John might be right. Might be wrong. Flash flash no. Do you know what? I went for years. You, you've, you know, watches are an interesting thing. And I've got, I just don't, have I told we had this conversation? No, no, no. I haven't got a couple, but I, but I just don't wear them. I do not wear them anymore. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Anyway, that's, we, we, we don't need to have that conversation again. I just think, yeah. People look at them, see? Yeah. I saw Matt Dawson had a lovely one on at the weekend. I really like that. It looked like my Tissot. It was a IWC. Yeah. And we had earphones on. I tapped his watch, looked at him and went, I like that. And he said, <laughs> it was a birthday present. And then we carried on commentating. Can I have it? Yeah. I see that um, Breitling have gone pretty big on the old um, Six Nations sponsorship. And I do have, this is, well, this is, oh, I say it's funny when it's not that funny. I do have one of those that I really love, actually, and that is beautiful. But uh, it turns out, well, my dad came, it's, I put it away for a bit, and it turns out my dad, mum and dad came to visit, and mm. dad was wearing it, and I'd forgotten, basically. I'd said, my dad's watch died after years and years of loyal service. And I said, oh, mate, have one of mine if you want, and he's, Walking around with this boss brightling on now, yeah. Forgot, so it does get worn. It's just I'd like I'd quite like to wear it during at the moment because I quite that's one I quite fancy wearing. But um, Dad's got it. So, Cy Williams, as I was down in commentary on Saturday with Dawson Five Live, um, he shouted to me and passed me over a little package um, wrapped in foil, and it was some Welsh cakes. <laughs> for the game, <laughs> I, d- I didn't. I didn't want them, but I had to take them. And Dawson said, "What's that?" And I just pretended. I said, "Oh, some weirdos just handed me some Welsh cakes." And he's looking at us now. Can you eat one with me, please? <laughs> so we he ate is them. weird, you know that. <laughs> and actually, they were really his nice. wife Ellie will have made those. Yeah, they were really nice. They were really nice. Yeah, um, so great cook. Thank you, Sai. His, his seats oh, are obviously great. behind us, so. Well, it's him that spotted you with an unholy amount of sweets, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, there wasn't as many there this this time. Uh, it was some Maltesers, um, some mini eggs, and then some oh. fruit pastels, opal fruits, whatever they are. Do you know what? Do you know what I had during comms at the weekend? Mm. An orange club. <laughs> How old are you? Eight. I know. Annie, our, our um, manager, basically brought it out, and she was like, Production manager, she was like, "Check this out. This is taking you back." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And it was, I'm not, I would never choose anything orangey chocolate, but yep. it was so good. Oh. Well, the mint ones used to be my favourite. Yeah, that's what Nick Mullin said. He was devastated. No, I he don't wasn't mind devastated. a penguin either. Yeah, but you you need thing is you need 12. I need four of them at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On oh, my diet over the weekend, when you're on the road, mate, you just you you just can't eat. Well, you just can't. You get no back. chance. I just, I just felt toxic last night. Absolutely yeah. toxic. I've been knackered, mate. Like it's been a busy week. Um, yeah, quite a lot on. Then we had Jamie Roberts's testimonial that was on Friday night. Yeah, um, I was meant to go to that, but I was in Roma. How was it? Yes, it was very good. He had James Dean Bradfield from Manic Street Preachers. He came up and did a couple of songs acoustic, and no joke, David, it was. Bloody, ruddy, amazing. Was it? Yeah, like everyone just glued in on him, zoned in on him. Everyone's singing the words, just... Wow. 
No one speaking at all, just everyone watching him. It was brilliant. It was so good. Did Doc have his guitar out? It was the best part of the evening. Well, James Dean Bradfield started talking about when Doc went up and jammed with him in Australia, I think it was. And we all know that the guitar wasn't plugged in. We all know there was no strings in it, but he'd come out. And um, But James Dean Bradfield said it was, you know, they've obviously got some sort of deal going on where, you know, he's he's not going to out Jamie, but... He said, yeah, it was, it was genuine, but we know he was lying and he was just saying that because everyone has to be nice to Jamie because it was his testimonial. Sure. Yeah, sure. and, you know, I was on the main flyer as one of the, the guest speakers on the Q&A yeah. panel, but got bumped off that. And no. Yeah, got yeah got bumped off. It had just had a couple of minutes at the start with Gethin Jones, who was hosting it. Just. Oh, who'd you get bumped for? Um, Simon Shaw, Uga Monye, Shane Williams. But there was quite a lot of people there. So John Davis, the centre, myself, and some others were meant to do. There meant to be two Q&As, but it was, there just wasn't enough. So we just had a little chat. 70 gaps, mate. We had a little chat at the start. And the hardest thing was, like people thought I was getting emotional. But what? I no, was, not I anyone wasn't. that knows you. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I just found it so hard to be nice to him. That was the problem. I was like... This is going to be tough. Not because I'm going to cry or anything. It's just because I have to be nice because his, fa- his family are here. Yeah. His girlfriend's here. You know, so I'd say a few nice things about him, um, which I did through gritted teeth. But He was tall. Um, yeah. Quite hairy. Yep. And he played well. I listed some of his nicknames. In 2014. I listed some of his nicknames. Um, do you want to hear them? Doc Cheeseball. Um, the Grand Fromage. Grand Fromage. Caesar from back when he was a little bit younger and his little tight curly hair. Yeah. Um, Caesar. Ke- <laughs> Kelly Osborne. <laughs> David Coulthard. <laughs> um, Desperate Dan. The Jaw. Wolverine. Lazarus. Because the amount of serious injuries he claimed to have, he'd recover from them in about 24, 48 hours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he'd be hobbling yeah. off, like screaming and crying, and then two days later, he's back out the training. Of the day, yeah, he's got a yellow jersey. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's there's quite a few, and probably more will come to me. But well, yeah, we listed them. Kelly Osborne's my favourite one. <laughs> the prostate prodder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah um, but it was nice and it was good and. Good vibe there, but it was a late one. It was late. Johnny oh, really? Gould dominated, as you can imagine, Flats. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing. Raised lots of money for him. So all in all, good day. But then I had to get up super early next day to do a bit of BBC breakfast. I, I mean, I don't have to do BBC breakfast, but um, it's good PR, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. Was it fun? Uh, what, five-minute interview. You in live or did you go remote? No, live. I was live with... Andy Swiss, who looks a lot like me. He does, really does, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to mention something about us looking alike, because I just would have gone, How's I shall call you mini-me. <laughs> <laughs> but we kept it really professional. So. Oh, well done. That's yeah. not like yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and I know we were talking about you being Flash early, which now is clarified that you're not, but we had a Queen tribute band called Flash, who yeah. sung um, after the locker room who were brilliant, but there was a sound cut halfway through. 
just cut all the sound was cut it was no. just stopped yep we all started panicking thinking what has gone on here you know there's no power issue where where's this coming from and with about after about 20 seconds we found out that through an emergency exit um two guys had wheeled a, a guy who was in a wheelchair out of the emergency exit uh which was right against the wall as they were wheeling him out there they'd knocked they'd pulled one of the one of the cords got caught in the wheelchair pulled the power out of the main socket and that's why there was a cut and when one of the sound technician guys went out there to find out what the issue was there was three blokes out there the guy in the wheelchair has been held up having a piss against the wall And what are you doing? He put the sound back in and then Queen came back on. Well, Flash came Ideally back not on. onto the socket. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. You always blame the disabled in situations mm. like this, but which is disappointing. But, but it's great, mate. We had Di Young was in the house, which was good. Haven't seen him for a long time. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, Nicky Robinson, obviously, he's always there on a freebie with Alliance. Freebie yeah. Nicky. Uh, Lee Byrne, he was yeah. there. It's 40 degrees in Bridgend at the moment. Didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a white shirt, so it was even even better. He was glowing and growing. Um, oh, well done. Neil Fletcher. Heard of him? Lester Tiger, nope. second row? Nope, nor had I. Um, so that I let everyone know that. It does ring a bell. He was one of the only players when Leicester won one of the Heineken Cups not to get off the bench. Oh, no. Uh, and get on. Um, Joe Ledley. He yeah, was I'm there. Neil Fletcher now because that does ring a bell. Former footballer, Celtic, um, Cardiff, Palace, Derby, Wheels. One of the best beers you'll ever see. There he is, old Fletch. Mm. So it was good. Actually looks, like a, actually looks like a darts player now, the pictures I can see. Big bloke, typical English. Had, in front of a darts board, that's what I mean. Had a Ralph Lauren shirt on and a a gilet, but a, you know, like a, a cotton gilet. A yeah. tight one. Yeah. Okay, sounds yep. all right to me. So, it was good, mate. Good Bad atmosphere boys. there. You know, it was brilliant after, even though Wales were pretty terrible. But Dorse was good. Ben Kay was good. Adam Jones was good. I did a really good video for him at the start. So, Dorse not scoring. There's three tries he scored against Wales. And I cut it before he actually goes over the line. And... <laughs> you see, didn't see him score, but you could hear commentary then afterwards saying no try, um, turnover, sort of thing. And then had Ben Kay's drop in the World Cup final. Yeah, perfect. And then Adam Jones scoring his two tries for Wales. Well, but the best bit was Terry Minor. Remember, I spoke to you about him, the impressionist. Oh, he's amazing. So he did partridge. Yeah, we hit him behind a curtain. And uh, I said, Oh, we've got a special guest in the room. Alan Partridge, Alan, where are you? And he was like, Aha! And yeah, amazing. He he made out this scene that he was in a jacuzzi with Al Pacino, um, Sir David Attenborough, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> and he can like <laughs> these different. He put on these different voices to ask players questions. It was it was good. It was good. He is a genius. That guy. Very he good. So good. Very very good. Search so him up on good. Twitter. Yeah, he is brilliant. Yeah, absolutely so. brilliant. Oh, well done, mate. And then Good a bit lad. of scrum five yesterday, big boy. Oh, bloody hell, busy boy you are. Yeah. Christ. It was nice, though, because get to BBC, watched the last game, uh, France-Scotland, and had a big man yeah. news all to myself. 
Tell me, oh, tell me fella. about your trip. Oh, so well, just popped to Rome, Dali. didn't we? Yeah. Just popped to Rome. Um, everything fine. Cruisy trip out. ITV don't muck about. You get nice seats at the front of the plane. It's not like business long haul, but it is, you do get, you're in the front, generally in the front couple of rows, which means you just get a bit more room and you get better food. It was, or diff, you could serve quick anyway. So it's, it's a real treat, mate, every time. Um, and nice over. food over there? We had a, yeah, we went out on, um, so I flew over with Gabriel Clark and Big Lowell, and then we went out, Nick Mullins is over there as well, and we went out on Ray Friday night just Tango for dinner. and Gabriel Cash. Whenever I think of Gabriel, I just think of that. I don't know that. Gabe, um, Tango and Cash? Yeah, I don't remember the first names, though. Oh. It's like Hall and Oates, Daryl and John. Um, we went out, a lo- we had a lovely meal, but it was an odd little place. It was like someone's front room with tables in it, and they said, we're not... Like we're not a licensed restaurant, we are a licensed laboratory. I was like, "What does that mean?" And it's like, "Well, you order your food, but you have to write down the food order on this pad, and there's a little table next to your table, and we put the food on that table, and then you have to take it off that table and give it to you, put it on your own table. We can't put it on your table. So like, this is bizarre. Are they, ba- was, are they back to COVID times? <laughs> it was weird. It was so weird. Uh, so you've got a little side table. I just put your food on that and you take it off and put it in front of you six inches away. It's it's very odd. But it was really, really nice. Um, so that was good. And then, yeah, chill morning, boy. And um, I was going to walk to the Coliseum, but didn't because I had a lot on. Very busy. And you go to that game thinking, hmm, uh, quite like this to be good, but it probably isn't going to be. It's realistically, you can say 50 to be glib, but realistically, this is going to be a 30-point job by Ireland, minimum 30 to 40 points. Don't talk about rugby yet. We're going to have to have a break. No, I won't. But my point is, Mm. it ended up being one of the funnest games Mm -hmm. ever. It was really good fun. Mm -hmm. So that makes your day, really. Um, And then, But the thing is, when you say, I'm going to Rome for work, it's like you check into your hotel at half five, you have about an hour and you go out for dinner, go home, go to bed. And then you go you, from the ground, literally get a taxi from outside the ground to the airport and fly home again and get home at one in the morning on Sunday morning. That is actually what happens, which is absolutely fine. But unless you're big lol and you stay out for an extra day um, with Castro. But it's, you know, the rest of us got to come home and work, mate. So mm. I, was at, I was at Chiefs by half nine. You're morning, which doesn't make me a hero. just means uh. got a job. You can be a um, hero, mate, for a couple of days. Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Just love the game. But... um it was good. It was just in and out, really, fella. That's that's really what it was. Nice breakfast at the hotel, sort of stuff you'd never have for breakfast in the UK. You know, chunks of cheese with ham. Mm. Um, it's really it's a country. It's a countryside. It's a Sunday little. It's a light lunch on a Sunday is what you have for breakfast every day on the continent. But yeah, lovely time, boy. Lovely Flatsy, time, fella. I tell you, who popped in after into the locker room, who I haven't seen in ages. All the usuals, but uh, Invers John Inverdell. Oh yeah, yeah. Great to see him. He's such what a lovely, lovely bloke. He is. he is such yeah. a lovely bloke. Um, so it's really nice to see him because I've not seen him in ages. And normally you see him around sort of the the circuits during the Six Nations, different events. But because he's not presenting anymore, yeah. you know, you don't see him. So yeah, he sends his best to you. Oh, does he? Oh, good. Nope, man. he doesn't. But I thought okay. I'd say that. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, there was one guy I met called Tom Partridge who often replies to a lot of our tweets. I don't know if you might have seen him replying oh, to anything no, on boy. Flats He's and Shrinks yourself. Yeah, He's a little a bit. Um, not as weird as I thought. Nice guy. But a troll, mate. Red wine teeth and lips. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gotcha, fella. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, I thought he might I thought he might have been a bit psycho, but yeah, he seemed okay. He seemed okay. Got a bit grippy you, after. That's towards right. the end of the night. No, yeah. it's not all right. Actually, it's not. It's annoying. Um, I tell you, I had a couple of drinks with at the airport. So Jerry Flannery, ah, Irish hooker, now yep. Quins. Yep, very enjoyable indeed. Very mm. enjoyable indeed. Um, Good. Did you have to concentrate really hard to understand what he was saying? Because it's not quite strong. at all. Nope. Not at all. No. Okay. No. Uh, and I get accused of being deaf about three times a week at home. But mm. I, mean, I, I, I can understand about 60% of what my wife ever says. The rest of it is just gone. I've stopped saying didn't hear that now. I just ignore it now. And it's like. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. I just can't understand it at all. Yeah. I often language. compare my wife to. Um, th- have you seen this country? Um, the grandma upstairs who just shouts. Yep. Yep. She's trying to she's trying to speak to me th- through three different walls, and she won't come and see me. She'll just shout. Yep. Well, do you know I've started calling um, Freya Gerald from um, <laughs> Clarkson's Farm. Have, mate, have you seen the second series? I want halfway. I'm, I've got two left. How good? I like. I was really worried about it because obviously the first series. Were you? Yeah, because the first series hadn't been done before, you know, so they didn't know how it was going to be perceived. And, yeah. you know, there wasn't much playing up to the camera, I don't think. It didn't seem that scripted. And I was worried that the second series, that, you know, they would know the, they would know what it's like, they would know what works, and it'd be a bit more scripted than before. But it, it wasn't at all. Some amazing episodes there, absolutely brilliant. They're, when they're trying to make a chili jam, was just, have you seen that? Incredible. In the kitchen, and they're chopping up chilies. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, unbelievable. I loved it. Uh, so yeah, so I, I ploughed through that really quickly in a space of about three or four days because it was that good. Yeah, but I can't because I've got to watch it with my wife and she goes to bed oh. at three in the afternoon for the day. Yeah. I've also into full swing at the moment and that's really good. I mentioned that I think last week about the golf and I watched yeah. a, an amazing episode, Matt Fitz, Fitzpatrick. Um, I think it's episode five and he wins the US Open and it's just... It's just heartwarming. It's amazing. Don't know who that is. No, don't worry about it. Good on him. I'm pleased for, I'm pleased for him. But I need a new series. Murdoch Murders I started watching last night on Netflix. Oh, that got really? recommended. Who recommended that? Someone Someone sent us a message. Uh, Rupert? No, someone did. Oh. Sent us a message. Anyway, that... Sorry. No, the guy from the A-Team sent it. It's about him. Um, no, but it's... Uh, that is quite promising. Quite an interesting um, first episode. I mean, pretty grim, but... That's what we like um, in terms of stuff to watch. And yeah, Clarkson's Farm, I'm getting through it about 12 minutes at a time. I'm really enjoying the gold. Um, yeah, someone said that. Really enjoying it. And I'm concurrently listening to a podcast with my mate Ollie when we're in the car together. We are listening to a podcast about the same thing. And there's a couple of bits. Obviously, it's never going to match it because it's drama series. But there's a couple of bits I thought they would have put in that they haven't put in. And... It's it's really good, really enjoying it. Um, what I'd say is the main character in it, um, Kenneth Noy, who is, yeah, he brings Matt Rock Gold, bully and robbery, and um, a road rage related stabbing, murder, and killed a policeman on his own property. So not not a nice man. He is played by a really good actor who was in um, Slow Horses, who I've forgotten, and he's brilliant, and we love him. But the bloke he's playing is a horrible murdering gangster from Kent. And unfortunately, he's 
just a bit too middle class to play it. And okay. it's almost like it, you want someone who's frigging terrifying is what you want. You almost yep. want a younger version of Ray Winston or something. But yep. it's not... The K- it's Knezoviches is what you want. Yeah, you're kind of like... Yeah, you want someone who's like, oh, I wouldn't want to go anywhere near him. Whereas it's not quite... But yeah, it, I'm really enjoying it. It's really, really good. And he's a brilliant actor, so it makes it work. Cool. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, okay. Uh, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, Rugby? Yeah, should we have a break now? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What game should we Let's start with your first game. Do you want to just do you want to just skip the Prem stuff? I didn't know there was even games going on. Of course oh, mate, I they're did. going on. Of course I Honestly. did. There's a, there's a couple of URC games that went ahead as well because of rescheduled fixtures. But we're not going to have time to do Prem unless there's something that is glaring that we need to talk about. Um, I nope. think I think one team in particular is pretty pleased there's no relegation again this season and that's my old club, Bath. Yep. Jeepers, watched that on Friday night. I watched it late doors. Um, watched it Saturday morning, rather. And, oh, before the Italy game. Oh, man. That is the premiership at the moment. Some of the rugby is just so good. Like, for neutral supporters, or just ticket, you know, whatever it is, um, ticket-buying fans or people on telly, watching on telly, whatever. It is so good. And Friday night was so bad. Oh, yeah. man. Like I feel I've been there, like been there when you just can't, you just can't play well no matter how hard you try. And it's like, people are saying stuff like Finn Russell's not going to stand for this. It's like, genuinely, Finn Russell is like my, as you know, he's he's one of everyone's favourite and he's brilliant. But he will not look amazing in that team currently. No. There is no one you could put in there who would look, who would look like they're realising their potential in that team. It is mm. impossible. They're in such a bad spot. They've got a couple of lads playing well. Ollie Lawrence coming back fit. Ted Hill coming back fit will help. But, jeez. Johan Van Graam under a bit of pressure? 
it's probably too early, but yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that is a very pressurised environment. Whether the players are having that reflected on them from mm. above, I don't know. How would we know? But what's a lot of pressure in there. Now? He's still there. He's still involved. He's doing a different role there. And it's one of those things like... Communication. I, I was talking I was talking to someone about this the other day. Easiest um, role you can get. No, comms is difficult, mate, when I did it, when, I, when it was a real job. Um, but it's almost like, hey, guess what, guys? It turns out that not every single thing that was wrong with Bath was Stuart Hooper's fault. Uh, Same with Wayne <laughs> Yes, like, guess what, guys? Uh, there's stuff that isn't quite right there, and it wasn't all him killing the club. Um, so it's like, you know, it. You've been, in short, you've signed a you've signed a director of rugby who let's bin the fact that he's a nice bloke and all that. That's not what we're talking about. Um, who tried to play a certain style, very conservative, you know, sort of kicking, turning the screw type style um, at Munster and it didn't work. Um, and he's now come to Bath and is trying to do that with a load of players who weren't signed for that reason. And now they've gone and signed Finn Russell, who is the antithesis of what we see to be the the game plan that the director of rugby wants. It's it's literally like having a head coach, a manager in the Premier League who is we know that all he cares about is work rate. It's all we care about is work rate and all of our forwards track back. Everyone's got to be a Rooney. Everyone's got to cover as many metres as Beckham up and down. And then the chairman says, by the way, we've got Ronaldo who doesn't do any work if the ball goes behind him. And you're like, no, no, that's not what we're about. Yeah, but we got him because he's brilliant. And it's kind of, it, it just doesn't fit. Like I'm, I really hope it does fit because I want to watch Finn Russell play well because he's so good and it's a treat. But And it's five minutes down the road for me. But it's like... It is a, it is such an odd signing when you think what the DOR stands for and the game he tries to play. It's it's weird, um, but yeah, there. Are, I'm sure there's some frustrated boys down there at the moment. Feel better now? No, I mean, hey, I. It doesn't. Um, you always play closer attention to your, so your your old teams, I think, and then you. I pl- I'd probably do play slightly closer attention to Saris and Bath and. Chiefs aren't my old team, but probably Chiefs. But you watch all the watch all the games anyway. But um, that it st- it stands out. The reason I mention it is because it stands out at the moment as a team who are repeatedly underwhelming in a league where almost every game is really compelling at the moment. Mm. So they really stand out at the moment. That's all. Okay. Cool. Right. Um, Talk right. Got Six Nations. First game up. You were there. Italy. Ireland. Absolutely fantastic. As Big Lowell said, as we were, Gordon Darcy, Big Lowell and I were walking back to the taxi after the game and Big Lowell said that if Ireland had, if Ireland France hadn't been so good, this would have been the game of the tournament. Mm. Uh, it, they were just brilliant. And um, it was funny. My mate, my mate sent me a, this is the comedy. This is the, this is the commentary. This is what you get, right? So I had a mate send me a screenshot of someone who'd written, um, I said it really enjoyed the game. Such a shame that ITV's uh, commentators were so disparaging about Italy um, and disrespectful. And I was like, okay. And then I, I was like, it's funny that I got to the airport and there were these Irish fans there who were from London, this group of blokes. And we had a really nice chat there in their island shirts, are good blokes. And, and they were like, yeah, we got some mates at home that were texting us that they were listening to you. And yeah, they love you. They love you. Yeah, they love you. But they did say you clearly wanted Italy to win. Uh-huh. 
And I was like, it's funny that, mate. I've just been sent this. I mean, disparaging and disrespectful. Disparaging and disrespectful. He's like, they, the guy, win, they were laughing. They're like, mate. Can't win. You can't win. But absolutely loved it. Ireland were deserved winners. A mm. um, couple of tries they, they could have scored as well, which would yeah. disallowed. Bundyaki yeah. was one. Yeah. James Lowe. James Lowe, yeah. They're a brilliant team. They're great to watch. They're not robotic. They're just, they're a brilliant team. I think, um, I don't think the halfback pairing not worked. It didn't look brilliant. Um, mm. I think that Burn, I really enjoy watching. It's good though, Flats, because they're giving other people game time though. So if there are injuries and there are issues with nines or tens, they've got a couple of boys that can come in with a bit of experience. So, it, oh, serve, it serves good. its purpose, doesn't it? Yeah, it's definitely good. Um, but you, my point is going to be that I would say still, I mean, you, there's only a couple of, there's only two, what is it, two proper competitive games before the World Cup now. I would say that if Johnny Sexton is ruled out of a big game, I would say currently Ireland are not the same team, right? So that can improve. But didn't, and Casey at nine, I've really enjoyed watching him play. But actually in terms of, Direction and threat. Connor Murray looked a different gravy when he came on, as you might expect. And they've also got Jameson Gibson Park, who's injured, yeah. injured himself at the start. So yeah, so the, him him coming back would be enorm. They're a brilliant team. They've got guys that are interchangeable in lots of positions. I don't think nine and ten quite count yet. I mean, when Murray and Gibson Park are both fit, that's nine nailed. Um, but I thought the I actually thought the Irish midfield was outplayed by the Italian midfield. I thought it. I thought Italy were brilliant and they weren't mm. just, it wasn't just passion like the old days. It wasn't that. There was a bit of that. Um, but I thought they, Canoni at eight carried really well. Negri, we'd know all about. Yep. Um, Fischetti at loose head, one bad scrum, but otherwise he was world class, world class. Garpiece, he makes a massive dis- difference at Massive 10. difference. And they, yep. they, they properly, when it was on, wherever they were in the field, they stretched, they properly stretched and damaged, did damage to Ireland, but with high skill, not just recklessness, no. high skill, vision, permission to do it all. They were brilliant. And I only wish they'd played like that against England because it would have been more fun to commentate on. Maybe, as I said in comms, maybe England shut them down. Maybe we should give England some credit for that. But nonetheless, it was, they, they were really good against France in round one and really good against Ireland in round three, but not so great in round two. But, it was a it was a genuinely fun match to commentate on. Yeah, they looked like they looked like a team rather than a rather than playing like individuals, which we've seen yeah. before. You know, they had good decoys. They were all moving at the same time. There were options that really good and expa- quite expansive rugby as well. So, yeah, I was impressed with them. Um, I think Ireland still in a, in a, such a good place because you've got McCluskey in there. You've got Bundyaki. There's Henshaw to come back, Ring Rose. Um, out of the three games Ireland have played, two of them, man of the matches, have been from the back three, Mac Hansen and Hugo Keenan, which shows you how they want to play and, and how they play. You know, they play with a lot of width. Um, but then they've got such big carriers that they can switch it around and they can play tight if they need to. So, impressed again from them. I agree with all your points. Um, but I think it's going to be Italy will really fancy their chances in a couple of weeks' time in Rome against Wales, who I think will will be there for the taking, which we'll come on to that in a bit. Should we talk about the next game up, which was England versus Wales in the Principality? The roof was open. Um, Not that that makes much of a difference, but it was a nice day. and I actually like the roof being open. Um, I don't know why they close it sometimes, even on nice days. Close it if it rains. 
little bit, but it gets a bit sticky and it gets a bit the, the all of the people in the um, in the stadium letting off sweat, pers- perspiration. The ball does become greasy on the floor. Imagine me in that. Happens. It's yeah, like a Bath exactly. nightclub. Someone told me years ago that every nightclub in Bath is a sweaty underground yeah. basement because of noise pollution restrictions. They all have to be underground. They're all sweat bits. What's that one in Clapham called? Infernos. Infernos. Yeah. A bit like that. Um, so, but uh, we were all un- uncertain really about what happened in the game, you know, because of the issues of the game being on or not being on. There was a lot of talk about, you know, this this actually might galvanise Wales and they might come out and it might be the difference because, you know, it's backs against the walls. They're, they're not quite sure um, what's going on in Welsh rugby. And this might be the game where all of a sudden it just clicks for them. But it didn't. I mean, it was a better performance from Wales, um, from the last two games, they gave away less penalties and some of the defence was, was quite good, but still back to the same old issues of not being able to score tries and the attack just being pretty woeful. Italy's attack looks a lot better than Wales. We're not attacking with numbers. We're not attacking with decoys. We're far too practical and obvious about what we're doing. I think tactically, Flats Wales got it wrong. For one, they kicked far too much to Freddie Stewart, who was man of the match and just absolutely dominated the airs. And I know you've got to kick the ball a lot, but you've got to try and be clever about where you kick and not just kicking down probably the best player in the world who's six foot three or six foot four, who who just commands the air. And he won nearly everything. He was player of the match. I think we yeah. were we were too direct as well, off scrum, off line out. We hit the short channels all the time, which was straight into the big back row and and where England are strong. A couple of times where we went wide, I thought we looked good. And Lewis Rizamit breaks a couple of tackles, goes through. Uh, Mason Grady as well. So that's Wales' strength. Mason Grady will be a fantastic player. I guarantee yeah. it. Like, he's too big, strong, quick. And his skill set yeah. is, is brilliant. Yeah, not to be a great player. Josh Adams, Lewis Rizamit. This is, this is our strength. Yet, too many times we try to go short. And then bring the forwards around the corner, but we haven't got enough big carriers, flats in Wales, to, to dominate collisions. You know, Italy's got a, a, a more carriers than we have, and more dominant carriers than we have. So I think tactically we got it wrong. Um, and I know sometimes you have to hit short and you have to set up phases, but we're just not doing any damage. Falatau was good at eight. He was probably a, a bit of a shining light in the game. And, um, and England took their chances. You know, Wales... Still having issues entering 22s and coming away with the points. But the try for Anthony Watson was... I was having a conversation with Jamie Roberts yesterday about it. It is it is so difficult to defend that try uh, from the break. It was done that well because Portfleet, Van Portfleet comes off the scrum and attracts Thomas Williams. So then Owen Williams has to come in short for the short runner, which I think was... I'm not sure who it was. Could have been Ollie Lawrence. Could have been Henry Slade. It was Henry Slade, I think, because Ollie Lawrence takes the ball off Math uh, off Malins, who goes through. But it was done with such precision, such timing that it's near enough impossible to defend. And then, you know, they're on the front foot, a couple of passes, and Anthony Watson goes over in the corner. But Wales came back in the second half. Um, an intercept from Lewis Zamet, 
And that, that, that got the crowd excited. But there were, honestly, all the way through the game, it was flat, the crowd, because there, there, there's not enough big moments from Wales. There wasn't enough big hits. There wasn't enough big runs. You know that the crowd feed off the crowd love and you feed off that then as players. There was there was hardly any of that. Yeah. It was you could hear the English singing. It was it was really flat and a little bit disappointing, really. Um, and then I don't know, like Owen Williams getting pinged for a roll straight away after that kickoff. I think that's really harsh. I think as he's going down, he's turning. I get it if you're on the floor and you roll, but he's going down and he's rolling. He lands on his back and he rolls over the far side rather than inside and that sort of momentum takes you that way as well and then from that Carl Sinclair scores straight away so England were good um, well they weren't brilliant but they were good in, in the fact that they did enough to win again a bit like last week I think against Italy they did what they needed to they seemed pretty much in control of that game most of the way through it wasn't over expansive but I've got a couple of questions here for you that we've had okay um, one is from Jeremy Banker bonus. Why yep. did England bring on Smith and Arundel with 15 seconds left? Good question. There's no answer. M- maybe it's actually on on the scoreboard a tight game and it eats up a little bit of time. Is the only reason I can think of. Otherwise, what's the point? I did hear that um, going for the bonus point. One Kieran Dawson, left. who played for Ireland once, got asked. Uh, I got told this at the weekend. They said you're on, and he had a minute to go or something, and he just said, "Nah, not yeah. bothered, mate." No, I'm right, thanks. I'm not going to bother. I think Gordon Darcy did the same for the Lions as well. Did he? Yeah. Legend. I know. Um, what other questions have we got here? Um, Smith or Farrell? Um, I personally think you're going to learn more this in is the from couple of games that remain. With proper centres, would, Smith or Farrell? I'd go uh, Smith, Lawrence, Slade. Just for a few couple of games, because you you need you need to learn more about Marcus Smith before you get to a World Cup. You, at this rate, he's not playing, so at this rate, you're going to get to a World Cup quarter semi final, and if someone twists their ankle, you're putting someone in that you're just not sure about. Mm. And easy for us to say, George Ford played for Sale Sharks yesterday. It's Monday we're recording this. He played yesterday for Sale against Exeter, and there was loads of chat about is he going to be rushed back in? He's it. it He's not dominant enough yet. It's his first start in a league game, you know, so after a snapped Achilles. So come on, let's not rush him in. He's a wonderful player, but let's not rush him in. But if they're going to give George Ford any game time before the World Cup, it could again be at the expense of Marcus Smith because Owen Farrell's captain and won't be left out. So I personally would be thinking about, if you're thinking about the World Cup, you, you surely have to give Marcus Smith some more time with a big 12 and Slade. Wine Surely. drinker den. Do you think Wales are being instructed to stick to kick in as their game plan? Yeah, I do. I think yeah. also tactically, I think they went in with the wrong tactics of, of trying to play England. Um, they, as I, as I mentioned before, they played too tight. They played into England's hands. They don't have big ball carriers, so one-up runners isn't going to work. They need to be able to, they need to have better options and decoys like all the time, like you see from Ireland and it's been that it's been the same way for a long time now. And the way Warren Gatlin's got his team set up at the moment is like Wales played, I don't know, ten years ago. You know, relied heavily on a set piece, relied heavily on big carriers. We don't have that anymore. So we have to adapt because what dictates the way you play is the personnel that you're picking. And if you've got 
a ball player as a 10, which everyone does. If you've got a ball player as a 12, which not everyone does, um, then you, you've got to play to your strengths. And the strength I see for Wales is the two wingers and, and Mason Grady. I, I also think I'd play Lewis Rees Zammett at 15. I oh, think. hello. Yeah. Yeah. And Lee Halfpenny has been great for Wales. Um, defensively, he's great. But I look at the 15s around the place, your Ramoses, yeah, Keenan's, your Hogs. And so much attack comes from them. And I don't think... Capuozzo. Yeah. I think we need Lewis Rizamit there because when he runs and he's got space and he he can he can make breaks. He's powerful. Um, turnover ball, kick receipt. You need him in the game as much as possible. So I would play him. Um, flats... Okay. B well, on, on that, on that, on. mate, on that, uh, what I'd say about the Wales kicking thing is that obviously they're instructed to do that. Um, but there's two ways to look at it. One is that you're just kicking the ball to a brilliant aerial player and he's not really under threat half the time he's catching it and he's just cleaning you up every time you're kicking the ball. The other side of it is, well, why, why are they doing that? And I know Jiffy was in comms and I was listening on... Um, you know, I player on my phone in Rome at the airport and in the taxi to the airport and Jiffy was like, why are they kicking it to this guy? And that is a reasonable question. Why are they repeatedly doing this thing that isn't working? But it is, when your attack is quite blunt, like, um, and ineffective like Wales's was, it, it is the, it's one of the easier ways to make ground, right? So it moves, kicking moves you up the field if you do it on your own terms. So you make that ground now that's fine as long as you either compete in the air with him, which that didn't really happen because he just dominated, um, or when he lands, you target that breakdown. But quite often you target the breakdown after that, and you try and nick that ball when the when the defensive team, the England team, are retreating to get round the back and through the gate into those breakdowns. You really target those two, and you try and affect turnovers or at least produce really slow ball. So you're then in a good defensive formation and you've moved 20 or 30 metres upfield. I do understand the tactic. But to that end, I know Tipperick is a legend, but in Tommy Reffle, you've got on the bench and you've got and Jack Morgan to a point, you've got on the bench, I would argue Tommy Reffle would be, I'm not going to say the best in the Six Nations, but one of the best around, one of the blokes you'd want more than any other hitting that first or second breakdown once Freddie Stewart landed and, and targeting that ball. Tipperick, I think, I mean, I, again, I was watching it, and I watched it on my phone, you know, so I did watch it, but it's never quite the same. But you, <clears throat> he did, I think it was one really good turnover that he won. But I think if you're going to use that box-kicking tactic, you have got to compete in the air repeatedly and cause Stuart problems, didn't do that. And you've got to hammer those next two breakdowns, and they didn't do that either. So to me, it's like, right, this isn't working, so change the personnel or change the tactic, and they didn't do either we in time. We weren't great in the air. And both wingers weren't great at trying to affect box kicks and get off the ground. Part of that was down to not blocking, but England were were clever in the way they protected yeah. Freddie Stewart in the air. But we certainly lost that battle. Um, why did Wales pick Williams at ten and play exactly the same way? Jason M. That is, I don't know. I that that, that is, is that's the question. That is the question. Why do we have a more um, attacking ten? and still kick the leather off it or that is the question that's the primary Excuse well the why didn't you swap tactics when your box kicking wasn't working yeah and your kicking to steward wasn't working and why did you play yep. you know because 
Yeah, that that's the yep. question. That's for me is that's where they've gone wrong. David there. Buckingham, um, have you both given up both. grilling? There's been a noticeable lack of Kamado Joe chat. No, we haven't. It's true, actually. But I'm, I'm more of a, a summer barbecuer, so I'm going to fire it up soon. I've just ordered some amazing stuff from Field and Flower. I've got a rolled pork belly. I've got a rolled oh. sirloin. I've got some oh. sausages. I've got some burgers. Can't wait for that delivery. Oh, yeah. I did. Um, I might. I don't know if I told you this, but on the on the big Joe I've got the other week, I did um. A joint of beef on the road on the jotisserie, nice. but in a cage. Yes. And so I just put the joint of beef in, and I, you can make the cage sort of bigger or smaller. I tightened it up so that the beef wouldn't roll around, but it was over the coals, rotating. And um, in there, I didn't do anything with them. I just put some potatoes. I just put some potatoes that normally you'd parboil and roast mm. and do all that stuff. I put them in with the beef and left them. They might be, well, they're some of the best potatoes I've ever had. Because okay. they were basically cooked in beef fat over the coals mm. in the in the hour and a hour and twenty whatever it took the beef to cook. Oh my days, they were amazing. That is a top tip. Um, Philip Morris, could either of you throw a kettle over a pub? Mate, mate, not with my shoulders. I could. No, I'd use my laces. Not with my shoulders, fella. Um, keeps in pictures of Shank saying he's been fired from Radio Two. What's that about? Have you seen that? No. No. This no. gag is, is we're, we're missing that gag. Rich Bell. Um, what about? Um, see, I did. I did Exeter. With, I was in um, Exeter yesterday for Chiefs against Sharks. Chiefs against Sale. Anyway, and after the game, we're doing our post-match chat, and it was uh, Craig Doyle, Austin, and me doing the post-match chat. And um, on the big screen next to us in the bar was the France Scotland game. So the truth is, we we're all watching that, and Craig kept coming to us, and it would be, in the end, we basically talked about the game that no one could see. <laughs> it was actually you, you don't want to be watching that; it's rubbish. It's only twelve nil after eight minutes, whatever it is. But um, that was a that was one of those games where I was like, oh no, mm. early red for Gilchrist. I know it's definitely a red, but I'm like, oh no, because I really thought Scott, I really thought Scotland could spring an upset there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got one, they got the one back, mind. Um, a few minutes later. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was a it was a good game. It, was, it looked quite brutal, mind. Yeah, some um, some big hits going in. I mean, I, yeah. I, I watched it at uh, Scrum Five Studios. So I couldn't watch it fully. I've got that to do today. Um, but th- what was the score in the end? Do you remember? Thirty-two twenty-one. Mm. And they scored quite late. Scotland. Gail Fiku scored quite late. Yeah. He was Omdu match as well. He was Omdu match. Was he? Um, yeah, he was. He was good. I mean, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Sorry, I knew he was. Um, yeah, he's, he's, generally, he's generally pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, he's. When I walked past him, he's just like a decathlete. That's how big he is. Yeah, but he's a big figure. I mean, how how bad is it? How bad must you feel if you're Hamish Watson and Gregory Aldrich because you're getting subbed off um, because there's been a red card and you're thinking, oh, mate, God, you rate me as the worst player in this. Back five. Yeah, exactly. That's all I think. Yeah, exactly. Right, what about yeah. the Hugh Jones line for his, was his first try or second try? Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. His partnership with Tupelotu is is really good. And he hasn't, he's he's not come from no, nowhere, but it's only the last sort of two or three months that his form has been that good for Glasgow that you can't not pick him. Well, a couple of years ago, his form was that good. 
And but he flew he flew into the team and then he then when he was at Quinns he yep. he actually played a bit of fullback. But when he was at Quinns he was really sharp. But they just had they were flying and they had so many good thirteens wingers and fullbacks that it was quite hard to get a game there. But he was brilliant. I mean he was when he played when he played for Quinns he was outstanding. Yeah. Yep. So um I mean yeah, there we are. It's not Scotland's year. They can still win the triple crown, which they've got um they've got Ireland at home, I believe, in Edinburgh. And they're definitely improving. Yeah. That's a toughie mind. Yeah. So should we talk about next week's games then or two weeks Well, time? or should we not? No, should we we'll leave just... it at that? It's been going an hour and then um All right, we'll do it next week, shall we? I just well, it's feel a week I, off I, anyway, isn't it? It's a week I, off. I feel we haven't talked about France or Scotland enough that we just sort of skipped over it. But yeah, okay. I mean, Mohamed Hawass, wasn't it, that got the red card? Yeah, flying head. Set off again against Scotland. Yeah, punching, wasn't it? Yeah, last Jamie time. Ritchie chin, didn't he, last time? Yeah. I mean, Finn Russell what threw he's that done is so stupid. Ramos as well. Um, but that's what you're going to get with Finn Russell, though, isn't it? For, every, yeah. for everything that great he does, he plays on the edge, and you, you're going to get that now and again. Um, sorry, yeah. I interrupted you about Ramos, about uh, Moas. Hawass. Mohamed Hawass is so stupid. Like. Oh. Come on, mate. Come on, fella. Don't do that, fella. Um, yep. But yeah, um, I, I did enjoy that game. I really enjoyed it because as soon, I mean, the first few minutes watched it. We watched um, in the bar there, but then I got it on the iPhone and sat in the back of the car, not talking to Craig Doyle on the way back mm. from Exeter, and um, that was a very enjoyable match. Lots of good players on show. Mm. Um, meant to be one of the big ones, and the red cars didn't ruin it because it's one each effectively in in the front fives, but. Um, yeah, delivered a really good match. Really enjoyed it. Um, but Ireland remained the team to beat, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Right, well done. Well done. By the way, Hugh Jones's line was amazing, but so was Finn Russell's pass. Yes, that was lush. Yeah, delicious. Lush, mate. All right, well done, boy. Well done, everybody. Ben White's great. really good at nine as well. I really like him. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, makes a big difference. Yeah, like him a long time. I like him more than you liked him before you did. So, all right, guys, see you later. Yeah, bye bye. Cheers, everyone. 
Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.